0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law you need, you need to know what's happening it's, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with carl Duke, brian baldinger and jason LaCanfora. guys follow us in the huddle subscribe like us and make sure you check out nick costos as well all right nick wake up sunday morning you get dolphins chiefs i can't wait to be honest with you this game's in frankfurt uh, and, and guys, they're saying, you know, Patrick Mahomes a little, was a little bit under the weather last week. Now we don't make excuses for anybody, but you know, that's one of the things that they've talked about as to what happened in Denver, but both of these teams have to travel. And man, I, I, I tell you what, I jumped on the chiefs earlier this week, Nick, and now it's one and a half. Tell me what, where you're at on this. Am, am I crazy? Uh, cause I just feel like defense travels and I feel like the chiefs defense is going to travel.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll make this as, as simple as possible here. It's basically like pick the winner of the game and Patrick Mahomes is on one side and I don't care who's on the other. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs. Um, so I, I'm going to take Kansas City in the game. I'll bet the Chiefs to win the game. I like the under as well in the game and I think and I'll get into this in a second is the reason why I like the under a little bit with these two offenses. Uh, I think the reason why we saw Carl Miami get bet a little bit that happened yesterday on Wednesday because the Dolphins get a favorable injury report and maybe they'll get uh, Teron Armstead back. We'll see about that. Maybe not, but maybe he comes back. You know, it looks like the secondary maybe in at full health. We'll see about Xavier Howard, but Holland obviously joining Jalen Ramsey now, where I think like this Dolphins defense is starting to turn into what a lot of people thought it might be before the season with Vic Fangio getting all these pieces like to work with, obviously on defense and then the Chiefs defense on the other side and Baldy, you've done a great, I think Baldy, you might've been first out of anyone in like the hashtag national media talking about it this year, I think you were first on how good this Chiefs defense is. And now everyone's starting to say, maybe the best defense in football. So we've got like two like really good defenses here. The Chiefs offense has been stuck in the mud a little bit at points this season. They're still great. I still think they're going to win the Super Bowl. And then on the flip side, when we've seen the Dolphins kind of step up in class this season, it really like it hasn't gone well, whether it was against the Philadelphia Eagles, whether it was against the Buffalo Bills, where you stop the Dolphins' run game a little bit, it kind of stymies their passing game. Now I'm not not saying that like Tua can't have a good statistical game or Tyreek can't play well in a revenge game against his former team. Just that I think this game's likely to be a little bit lower scoring than people think, and I'm willing to be wrong on this. But if the decision is like I get to choose to bet on Mahomes to win or lose, I'll bet Mahomes to win, and if he loses, I will tip the proverbial cap to the Miami Dolphins and be done with it. So that's there you go, Sunday I'm morning. I'm just throw this
2: out there. The noise is going to be a factor. I did ten years. Uh, of NFL Europe, and the final game was in Frankfurt. They don't know when to stop. (laughs) The noise for both teams is going to be deafening. It's going to be as loud as anything you've heard in Seattle. It's just just Frankfurt. I mean, it's just a different (sighs) place. It's going to be – you will hear it coming through the TV on Sunday morning. Guys, real
0: quick, are we watching the greatest receiving year? Listen, Randy Moss, right? I mean, we can start talking about some of the greats. But Tyreek Hill has, yes, Tyreek Hill has 61 balls for over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns already. We, We got 10 more weeks, eight more weeks, whatever it is, nine more weeks. Are we looking at the greatest single wide receiving year potentially with Tyreek Hill?
2: Well, A.J. Brown is right behind him. He's got 60 catches, and he's at 940 yards. Like, he's right on his tail. So, and he's just put up five straight games of over 125 yards. Like, the two of them are going to go, they might both go over 2,000 yards. I mean, both of them have a possibility. Nick, just from a prop bet standpoint,
0: and I'm not asking you to look this up, maybe just every week I look at that to see what the number is for Tyreek. I mean, is it worth betting week to week, knowing that he's chasing this now, and they're going to go to him and Tua's Tua's looking for him?
1: Yeah, so I think basically like what it, it's a great question. Um, and we talk about it every week on my show on, on our Sunday morning edition, um, right before kickoff. It basically the Tyreek Hill prop bet every week in terms of yardage, it's basically like yes, no, will he have a hundred yards receiving? Like it's like ninety-eight and a half, ninety-nine and a half. And, and like that's that's what it should be. And AJ Brown is now starting to be lined, not exactly the same as Tyreek. But like generally, a player of AJ Brown's caliber, and like Devonte Smith is always kind of like, and Goddard, and like the Eagles' offense is kind of weighed Brown down a little bit. Where where it's not a commentary on AJ Brown, who's obviously like unbelievable just that like the eagles generally spread the football around and brown will have some games where he's a dud or smith where he's a dud etc now brown is starting to be lying similarly to Tyreek Hill, where last week aj brown's like 91 and a half receiving yards so last week i actually and like i didn't lose either of these bets but i've i'm thinking like okay patriots are going to try to take tyreek away even without christian gonzalez not that they can i just prefer jalen waddle in this plot i played jalen waddle over and then last week Devontae smith receiving yards prop was 49 and a half and like Mm -hmm. I get it he had had a couple bad games in a row AJ Brown's dominating but Devontae Smith's too good like the first digit in his prop can never be a four so I bet over on those two guys and they both went over and also Tyreek went over and AJ Brown still went over so like they're they're all unbelievable and it's like on a week-in week-out basis trying to figure out like what's the defensive matchup what's likely to happen and then you try to make the most informed decision you can.
0: Guys, we're giving you the lines on the games coming up this weekend in the NFL. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, Nick Costos joining us. You better you bet. He joins us on a weekly basis to talk about uh, this angle. All right, we've got two teams, I think, at crossroads. Vikings lose their quarterback in Purple Eight. Kirk Cousins had successful surgery. The pitchers are out there thanking uh, all of Viking Nation. He's got a long recovery. Falcons change quarterbacks. And this weekend, both teams 4-4 and in Atlanta. And now Taylor Heineke is starting for the Falcons. Falcons are four and a half and four and a half point favorite Nick at home. Now I know they're a better home team than they are on the road, but what are we thinking here? Because Jaron Hall is starting at least what we know right now for the Vikings.
1: Well, I, I will say that, uh, Maybe it'll be toxic groupthink here if I uh, if I like the Minnesota Vikings in this game. Sorry, just, I just like I I I I can't I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Maybe he's a nice guy and a good coach. Maybe we we'll go to the playoffs. Also, like uh, I can't deal with Arthur Smith. I can't handle. It. By the way, that's an um, Arthur
0: Smith quote. For those who don't know, that he said that a couple of weeks ago about toxic groupthink. Last and, week. Yes. Like, yes. Oh All yeah. Right.
1: Actually, actually, yeah. It's like you think Desmond Ritter is bad. Well, you're the idiot. Also, I'm benching him. And there's a lot that goes. Yes, a lot that goes into. I I just I. I, I can't with this guy. That's my opinion, I, and I can be wrong. Um, all right, so this game is fascinating, right? So we think, and Carl, I love the way that you kind of parse through that question, right? And you're 100% right. We think it's going to be Jaron Hall. I think the word that w- that's been used is the Vikings are, quote-unquote, preparing Jaron Hall to start in the game. Also, they traded for Josh Dobbs. Also, they're four and four. And like, if Cousins hadn't gotten hurt, this is like the favorite with a bullet to be the seven seed and make the playoffs in the NFC. So I, and the defensive startup Flores is doing a great job. I think that the Vikings, like, they they think they can probably go for it here. Now, if the wheels come off, they may just, you know, uh, they kick the can down the road and maybe try to get a new quarterback for next year. We can have that conversation down the road here. But I think, like, if the first quarter is over and Jaron Hall's like one of seven for like six yards and an interception, like they're they're going to pull him out of the game. They're not going to let – they're not going down with that chip. Like they just yep. traded for Dobbs. I, I think Dobbs that. will come in, right? So I think it kind of makes this game like a little difficult to handicap. Now, I thought we would get a little bump once for Atlanta once it was a – fit. because look, like on Monday when Arthur Smith says, I'll tell you on Wednesday, like that – Like 100% of the time means a quarterback change is coming. Because otherwise he would have announced on Monday, Ritter was starting. Like, why would you wait to announce that? So like, I think we knew Heineke was going to start, but then it's official on Wednesday and nothing happens in the betting market. So I'm curious if like today on Thursday, tomorrow on Friday, if like Kevin O'Connell comes out and says, Jaron Hall is starting on Sunday, officially. I'm curious if Atlanta gets bumped up here a little bit. Mm. Uh, I would want to step in and play the Minnesota Vikings if I were able to acquire a six. And I don't want to like bog you guys down like numbers analysis, just that like four and a half is a dead number. Like games are never going to land five. It can happen, but it's statistically very unlikely. Six is kind of like the next number up here. I'd be I'd be interested in taking the Vikings at six against Taylor Heineke. I don't know if we're ever gonna get there. Honestly, this may be like a great live betting game where. You know, first quarter, Falcons are up 7 nothing. Jaron Hall gets pulled, in comes, uh, in comes Josh Dobbs, and maybe a live bet Minnesota. I think it's a really tough game to handicap before the game starts for that reason.
0: By the way, Baldy, uh, we'll get into this more, but the, the whole, you know, Kirk Cousins situation, I, I'm looking at the, the marketplace. I, I don't think there's anybody out there that's better than Kirk Cousins that they could go get. You
2: know right now, Carl, he is tied for the league league 18 touchdown passes. I mean he the, the defense really struggled early. The only and then you know you lose the best receiver in football Justin Jefferson. you know, all of a sudden Jordan Addison picks it up, KJ Osborne. like he's been incredible. they've they've had they' lost their left tackle, they lost their left guard. I mean, they had all these injuries up front. they couldn't run the ball. they had Kirk Cousins. like he has been absolutely outstanding. and it's a credit because you know one and four, Like, that crypt is so deep. like, And here they are, three in a row, and he's been the biggest reason why.
0: Yeah, totally agree. All right, uh, another game that I'm absolutely anticipating that's going to be very entertaining, Seahawks at Ravens. Ravens at home. Ravens are a six-point favorite, guys, in this game. Um, Why? Nick Costos, why? Is it just home field, or is it that Lamar and company are playing that? Well, I thought this number would be three, four maybe, like you just talked about. Six at home against the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I will be totally honest with you guys. Um, this game kind of like breaks my brain a little bit. Um, I kind of agree, Carl, with like the intonation in your voice at the end of that question, where you're kind of like incredulous, right? Like the number is going to be six, really, in this game. I I agree completely. So I, I'm not. I'm not saying th- this. Like I I think it's really hard. I think stylistically, and like Baldy can speak much better to this than me. It feels like a bad matchup on paper for Seattle. Kind of like. And I got this game I'm going to reference way wrong. Also, the point spread was way different. Kind of like the Ravens-Lions game a little bit. I bet the Lions in that game, the Ravens killed them. It was a terrible bet by me. It kind of feels like a similar stylistic matchup here. But the point spreads like almost three points different. So that, that would lead me to wanting to take six with Seattle. But like I, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. And like, great, like Seattle beat Cleveland last week. Also, it took until the very end of the game at home against P.J. Walker. They, they should have beat Cincinnati three weeks ago. Gino makes like a uh, tons of like harebrained decisions. They can't score in the red zone. And then they did beat the Cardinals by 10, a couple of weeks ago and covered the spread. Thank God. But I mean, like I, I watched that game. I bet Seattle, like this is a team that like self-inflicted and they've got a lot of good young players and like, they're on the ascent and they trade for Leonard Williams. I'm not like banging on the team. Just that. I think they're a little hard to trust. So I would only bet Seattle in this game. I would need six to do it. But like, Come Sunday night, if you told me this was like 31-14 Ravens, I would not be surprised. This is one game where, like, I don't have a lot to give you guys here. I'm probably not going to bet it. Worth noting, though, the total did get bet up yesterday from 43 to 44. So I think, like, bettors are expecting this to be, like, a little higher-scoring game than the market indicates.
0: Makes total sense. Uh, I still want to see how this shakes out. We've been talking a lot about Seattle Baldy and, you know, their progression, and the Ravens look really good. Uh, it's a tough task for for the, the uh, Seahawks to go on the road and play this Ravens defense. All right, somebody's got to win, guys. Is it going to be the Giants or is it going to be the Raiders who fired their coach? And I go back to the beginning of the preseason when Baldy and I were talking on In the Huddle about Aiden O'Connell. And we were talking about how good this kid looked. And now all of a sudden, apparently he's starting on Sunday. And I'm looking at this number, Nick, and I'm going Raiders at home, one and a five, uh, one, a one and a half point favorite. They just fired their coach. We've seen this happen, right? Where teams just respond. I don't know if that happens, but the Giants are much more of a mess, I think, on the field. I could be wrong about that. I just look at where they're at right now, and I think the Raiders come out with new quarterback, and and O'Connell plays well, and they do enough to win this game. That's where I'm at. I I think I'm on the Raiders this week. I I'm like, crazy.
1: No, I don't think I don't think you're crazy. Um, and look, like we'll see if Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal play in this game for the Giants. Both practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday. Like they need both those guys back with Daniel Jones back in the lineup. But like, Max Crosby could just wreck this game single handedly, and like that that could be the story of the game. Like that could easily happen. So I will good. tell you. I will tell you. Um, I'm a Giants fan, and I was sick at the end of the game, which isn't neither here nor there. End of the game on Sunday. Um, I was all set. Before before Monday Night Football, almost like no matter what happens in the game on Monday night, and I was hoping that the Raiders would, also because I bet on the Raiders to cover the spread and they should have covered. Anyway, I was hoping that the Raiders would put forth a better effort so that I could get a good number with the Giants, right? I could get three with the Giants. Um, So that doesn't happen. And on Tuesday, prior to Mark Davis firing Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and Mick Lombardi, I'm like, Giants money line, Giants just go in there and win the game. Like this this is dead team walking, dead coach walking. It's obvious to anyone right now that's the situation. So I guess like in theory, I should like the Giants more because here comes Giants linebacking legend Antonio Pierce, who like made it obviously in 2007, was one of the best players on my favorite team of all time. Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell and uh, Bo Hardigree. (laughs) <laughs> who, like, was described in an NFL, and maybe he's great, but like, I think Ian Rappaport of NFL Media described him as like a highly regarded Adam Gase assistant. And I like almost fell out of my chair when I read that. But anyway, so I guess like I should like the Giants more. It actually makes me like them less because I don't know what this is for the Raiders on Sunday. Maybe you get that dead cat bounce, right? Maybe that, maybe that happens and you get an inspired effort. Or, Maybe they're just absolutely brutal, and the Giants wax them. Daniel Jones is going to be back for sure in this game. Full practice on Wednesday. If like we get further into the week, and the offensive line is going to be back for the Giants, even without Darren Waller, I'll still bet the Giants to win the game on Sunday. But like, I don't feel as good about it. I would have felt a lot better if it were McDaniels and Garoppolo, like the like the uh, the actors at play in Monday Night's Disaster <clears throat> against Detroit, than this new set of circumstances here with Pierce and O'Connell.
0: By the way. Tell me you didn't didn't like what Brian Dable had to say about how that game ended and what his decision-making was. You can't – there's no way around it, right? That was absolutely terrible.
1: Well, I, I'm i actually, like, what I'm not sure what he's – because, like, I, I thought he blew the game. That's He my, did.
0: No, yeah. no, no. He did. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah. we talk about these decisions at the end of games and, you know, these ser- series that matter uh, in a game, and there are only a couple, right? There are only a couple, Baldy, every week that, that really decide – I thought he mismanaged all of that, uh, guys. Can I, the- can I
1: just guys throw something in there on that and yeah. like just like on, on Dable, like. I did, my opinion, watching football for 30 years, like, I, I thought Dable last year in his in-game management, like, as a fan watching games, and I think, like, I'm, like, smarter than the average fan, I'm not saying I'm, like, the smartest person, but, like you know, you, you do this for a living. Uh, I thought he made, like, so many great in-game decisions last year, and this year, I don't know if it's, like, he doesn't trust the line or whatever, like, I, he's getting it all, in my opinion, getting it all, and I still like him getting it all wrong, like, you gotta, why is Gano on the roster? Like, why is he kicking if everyone knows he's hurt? If, like, Giants beat reporters after he misses in the first quarter, like, well, well, actually, he's hurt. Oh, okay, why is he active? Like, if he's hurt, why are you sending him out there to kick a third? 30- like, it's not Justin Tucker or Adam Vinatieri. It's gimpy leg Graham Gano. Like, enough. Get the first down with Saquon Barkley. And then, like, in overtime, I'm sorry, but, like, in overtime, like, you have to defer. Like you're not going to get a first down with Tommy DeVito, you're going to punt, and the Jets are going to have a short field, and now it's sudden death. Like yeah. I almost feel like that's the more egregious decision: you kick and play defense, and play f- and and maybe you tie, and that and that's how it should have gone. Me, there you me, have it.
2: Let me just throw out a prop bet in this game for you, Nick. I I I believe the Giants' defense will outscore the Giants' offense. <laughs> like, I, I, I think Wink Martindale has got a is cooking up a game plan where Aiden O'Connell has no idea who's coming out. I know they lost Leonard Williams this week and that's a big loss, but Dexter Lawrence is, he can handle the duties inside. I I just think the defense is really good. And it was last week against the Jets outside of one play to Brees Hall. Um, You know, I, I, I think that it's going to be difficult for the Raiders. All
0: right. I got to ask you about the Cowboys and Eagles, highly anticipated game four o'clock window on Sunday, Eagles are three point favorite. They're at home. Uh, Cowboys coming off of a a, a very good win for them. Uh, Dak looked good, but it's the Rams guys. Let's talk about this Eagles team. Everybody's been talking about this matchup for for weeks now. And now we get to it. I think the Cowboys have a lot more to prove here, but I do like the Eagles to win at home. Where are you at, Nick? I think the
1: point spread of the game is perfect, Carl. Uh, Eagles a three point favorite. Where if it were two and a half, people would would lay Philadelphia. If it were three and a half, people would take the points with the Cowboys. Um, if I think if I had to bet the game. I would rather like build in the Cowboys maybe winning or keeping the game close and maybe pushing my bet and take the three with Dallas, but I'm not like I'm not like rushing to make that bet. But I think it's really interesting here because I think the side's perfect and we can have like an opinion conversation. Like my opinion is maybe Dallas a little bit more live to win the game. We'll see if Tyron Smith's gonna play. By the way, like obviously it will matter. Jalen Carter practiced yesterday. The total and I agree with this. Doesn't mean that I'm right or that everyone's right. The total bet up from 46 to 47. 47, one of the key numbers in NFL total betting with the way scoring works out. So this is expected to be a higher scoring game than a lot of games this year in the National Football League. I, I agree. Like, look what Sam Howell did last week to the Seagull secondary. Like, why can't Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks put up a number here? Maybe we see more Rico Daddle between the tackles, and Dallas mm-hmm. uses Pollard as more of a change of pace. I think that might happen this week. And on the flip side, you know, we talked about this with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Like... I don't care who you're rolling up there at cornerback. It could be like Deion Sanders and Darrell Revis in their primes. I guess that would be pretty good. But like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, they're going to get theirs. I like the over in the game.
0: It's interesting. Can't wait to see how it all shakes out. Nick, tell the people where they can follow you and check out your podcast.
1: Yep, you better. You bet. Uh, Weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. uh, Odyssey app betql app youtube twitch now on stadium simulcast and also now on sirius xm so shout out to us which is pretty awesome uh search you bet in uh wherever you find your podcast to check us out in podcast form
0: always great to hear from you my friend enjoy the games and you know get money nick costos we'll talk to you next week brother
1: Yes, sir. Wishing everybody minimal sweats winning bets the absolute very best of luck. Go Bengals on Sunday night, and let's go Jets to get a big win on Monday night against the Chargers.
0: It'll be interesting. By the way, if that happens, uh, somebody else might be fired. I'm just letting you know. Uh, He might be next. Nick Costos, take care, brother. We'll see you. It's in the huddle. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, and Nick Costos. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey Company.